That's us live. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining, mate. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. No, just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So um, most people know who you are. You are the Dutch data dude. It's pretty obvious where I got that nickname from. I'm quite sure. But uh, introduce yourself. Tell us. Tell us who you are, what you do, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, sure. Uh, I, I joined the Power BI team only recently. For, at least it feels like recently. I've been uh, been with Microsoft for almost fifteen years. I originally am from the Netherlands, um, and I joined the, the engineering team three years ago. I moved to the US about three years ago, um, okay. and I joined Power BI only two years ago, middle in the pandemic. Uh, have not ah, seen okay. any any colleagues. Uh, I've been to the office one and a half day, so I've been working with them for almost two years now, and mm. you know. Like hmm. anyway, so that's interesting. Um, it is interesting, yeah. Yeah, it is. Anyway, and I, I, I am a PM on the Power BI team, as you might know, and I am very passionate about DAX and modeling, and that's also the space that I own. So, okay. as some of us on the team like to say, I own the complicated stuff. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> and then I also write the blog, which okay. yeah, loads of people know me from. So that's is, is that, is that the fun part. That is the fun part, but actually, believe it or not, there's a lot of work in there because you have to chase people to go like get stuff from all over the place. And today I got some help. We got yeah. somebody working in the background doing yeah. loads of that to offload me a little bit. But in the beginning, yeah. that was like crazy, just getting all those sheep together. Yeah, I completely, I, I fully, I mean, I can believe you for sure. I've, I've tried myself to write a, a mini small blog. I mean, like a, a one person blog that probably three people are going to read. And that in itself is hard work. So a blog on that scale, I can imagine it is a lot of effort. Yeah, it's it's not it's not um, it's not easy. But hey, it's important yeah. because it keeps everybody it on, on on their toes and keeps everybody informed. And I think exactly. that's also part of the of the great value of Power BI, right? That we yeah. have these monthly monthly updates and we're being very transparent about what we do and why. For um, sure. So yeah, that it's definitely a great benefit for, to all of us, not only on the product team, but also in the community. I mean, on the product team also, you don't even see everything that's happening. So sometimes mm-hmm. the blog and the fact that I work on the blog helps me to understand what's going on <laughs> at the next door. Like, I'm, okay, you're doing that? Yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> that's actually a good point. You're kind of like the, the, the central part of everything coming together. So uh, yeah, exactly. So it's actually like, it's like, it's the documentation to, to, to a large extent, like maybe an informal documentation and that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. To a, lo- to a large extent, it is that, right? It tells you exactly what's going on and sometimes why, hopefully. Mm. It gives you a good idea why. Mm. It's just our, our communication vehicle. So I think it's very important and I just get the opportunity to do it. Um, and that, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is also why, you know, um, people are expecting so much, so much information from you tonight, right? What's coming and when's it going to come? And yeah, people, right, for, sure. For, yeah. yeah, you, for, you for can try who, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For, for people who, I, I, I don't want to exclude people who don't um, use Twitter or look at Twitter, this uh, conversation. When is, when is this? And I find that actually it must be a strange part because I know obviously for, for me when I do my job, it's just all internal, right? It's just the people who work at the company. But for yourself, you do your job, it's external it's for people all around the globe so the expectation or the waiting it must be a strange thing to do a job where the people are literally talking about precisely your job say when's this coming i want this i need this it's i can't imagine how that feels it's like is it sometimes you log on to twitter and just go off oh, jesus goddamn christ man just <laughs> well it's actually it's actually um uh, it's hard to explain but let, let me say i mean i've microsoft is my first employer right so i mm-hmm. i've never known anything different so I'm, I'm getting used to it, but there's always this extra layer in between what I say and what I tell you and the things mm. that I'm allowed to say and the things that sure. I'm allowed to, you mm. know, express between the lines or even explicitly. Yeah. There's always this extra filter, always. And definitely when I read stuff online, I go like, yeah, did you just read the Word document that I just wrote on the other side of this exact screen that I'm looking at, right? I see yeah. a tweet here, I have my Word doc here. Did you just... <laughs> somehow magically read this document <laughs> that you're not supposed to read. I mean, yes, that happens a lot. And then, of yeah. course, there is this interest of me to just j- jump in and say, we're working on that. But that's the filter, yeah. right? You cannot do that because that would simply bring my job into jeopardy. So of I course. can't do that. You have to fight that that innate directness yeah. of the Dutchness inside you. 
Yeah, well, you want to be honest, you want to be open, you want to be transparent because those, of those are values of Microsoft, right? But there's always this filter. And yes, of course, I want to tell you that something is coming if mm. people are passionate about it or if people are passionate about something that I know we're not doing. Mm. I want to tell you, but uh, yeah. sometimes you just can't. Um, and sometimes it's because we haven't made up our mind. Or sometimes it's because it's sensitive because there's competition listening in. So there's all mm -hmm. loads of things mm -hmm. play, playing into that area. I think mm -hmm. that's actually the most exciting part about working at Microsoft is that you have to all the time do this extra thinking about how you communicate and what you communicate. I think that's pretty cool. And then as a kid, like the, the little kid in me, the fact that I know stuff two years in advance before everybody else knows. So long, is it? Yeah, I suppose because oh, yeah, the roadmap. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty and, cool. <laughs> and I get to I get to think about that and I get to have my opinion on that stuff. And I know that stuff is only gonna go out later and then expose and, and impact so many people across the world. Yeah. That's just amazing. The fact that I can do that. Yeah. Awesome. Right? It is awesome, I, I gotta say. It's sorry, go for it. No, no, I was just I was just agreeing. It must be it's uh Again, all I can say is, you know, something that I can't really imagine myself in that position. Mm. But the most that I can imagine would be a part that I actually will enjoy and say this is pr pretty cool. Not not just for the thing, ah, it's cool because I know, but also because you know it's going to impact so many people and they're going to appreciate it and enjoy it so much. And um, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine sitting, myself sitting in an elderly home at some point, and I hope that's far, far away in the future. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Me, me sitting there and saying, you know what? That product, that thing, that little mm. part of that product of Microsoft that millions and millions and millions of people use, mm. it behaves the way it behaves because I said so. I was there. Mm. That's maybe mm. a very childish way of putting it, but that just drives me. I, I don't think it's childish. I think it's it's a nice way to to, to feel about your job, to, that you can feel that way is, is a yeah. nice thing. Quite often people feel that they're making maybe not the impact that they want to. But of course, when you, when you, I know you're talking precisely now about moving the um, disable automatic relationships to global settings. That's obviously what you're talking about right now. Yeah, <laughs> that, no that's going to be that's going to be the thing. <laughs> <laughs> is that really going to impact millions and millions of people positively? Maybe. But that's not exactly the input I no. was talking about now. Yeah, I understand. I'm just being extraordinarily selfish, mate, you know? And to be, to be honest, if I wasn't so unbelievably forgetful, I wouldn't care that much. But it's a fact is every time I open a new PBX, I'll, I'll say, yeah, okay, and let's just, let's just go with the data. And then I get yeah. my, whatever, 15 tables, and I'm like, oh, oh, dear God. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I know. And there's a couple more like that, right? I mean, come on, I'm just joking. Uh, how, how far you go into swearing at your screen because auto exists again kicks in for example just to give another technical one right because what exists sorry i missed that auto exist it's the uh, automatically uh kind of kicking out rows because for speed for, for performance optimization okay while we don't are we aren't very transparent that that's actually happening and sometimes it might show up in weird cases and you go like why didn't i get the result that i expected well it's because auto exist kicks in um so you know, that's just another that. one of those like little things that you go like, yeah, I understand okay. it's there, but sometimes it just hurts me a lot. Um, so that's that's basically my job as a PM, right? Keeping track of all of that, keeping track mm. of all of your opinions on it, keeping track of my mm. gripes with the product, yeah. make a list, and then try to, every mm. couple months, try to come up with the things that we will actually do these couple months. Mm. Um, and... Yeah. And also being okay with the fact that I cannot do everything. I simply, for my own space of modeling and DAX, I have, and I'm not, I'm not joking, I have 80 plus items on the list that yeah. I just built in the last two years. Like wow. these are 80 plus items that I want to do. Mm. But yeah. every couple months we go like, what are we going to do? Well, then yeah. I take my list of 80 plus items and I look at them and I say, hey, do I want to prioritize them in a certain order? Mm. And then out of them, I take maybe 10 to the table to discuss, and then we talk about it with all the PMs, and then out of those 10, maybe two survive. Yeah. Or maybe if I'm lucky, maybe five. 
that, that it's a dangerous thing to admit that you do that because what potentially I could now know is that if I get you to a point or people in general on, on Twitter or forms of social media, just get like, oh my God, oh my God, shut up, shut up, shut up. If you get to that point, then you might just put it at the top of your list and be like, just, just please leave me alone now. No. It's done, all right? That will never happen. <laughs> I know. I would probably rather just uh, mute you on Twitter before yeah. that even happens. That, that's reasonable. Okay, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say block. So actually, that means a lot that you said mute. To be honest, so. no, no, I, I'll just mute you. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be polite. But yeah, I mean, yes, of course you can try to twist our arm, and yes, of yeah. course you can. And the official way to twist our arm is, of course, ideas, right? Vote on the ideas, but that's also not a guarantee, right? Yeah. It's, it's you cannot twist our arm unless you're maybe higher in the level of ranks in Microsoft mm. or CEO level. Then, of course, there are things you can twist our arm with. But otherwise, no. What I what I promised myself I'd start to do, and um, actually I'm going to be, I feel quite bad now. I've complete, I'm blanking on the person's name. The guy who collects the swords and has like a bit of purple in his hair. Yeah. Matthew. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I might have rushed exactly. I apologize. I completely forgot his name for a second there. Um, I, I posted a couple of things and he, he mentioned, he was like, your question was just, why? Because he to kind of force someone to say in a structured way, what's the impact, what's it gonna, what's the benefit? And I thought myself, okay, I forget sometimes that people like read what I write, not many people, but some people. So therefore, you know, it'd be better just to say, oh, this is annoying to actually say, okay, this is a, this this could be this way. And if it was this way, then it would have these benefits. I said, okay, don't be inherently negative, be more like constructive when you write things on whatever you're writing, just to kind of, it just maybe is a, a better idea to do it that way. I'm not sure, but. Yeah. Right, but we, we talked about filters just a second ago, right? That that we have to kind yeah. of not say everything that we know. Hmm. But the same goes with whatever I read. The moment and, and Matthew is very outspoken about it, but I do it exactly the same. The hmm. moment anybody says, let's take the, the global for relationships setting, right? The moment hmm. anybody goes and reads out to me on Twitter or, or I read it, goes like we really need it. My first question is why? Yeah. And then the second question, if, if if I can even answer the why, and most of the times I can't, because mm. the, the, an, the unacceptable answer is because this person said so. That's not an answer, right? The answer mm. should be because it has blah, blah, blah impact. Okay, right? It saves you two hours of work every month. It saves mm. us millions of dollars, or it opens up new opportunities for new customers. That's a good why, mm. right? And then after I know the why, if I can answer the why, my next question is what? Like, yeah. is this really the solution that, that we should be introducing then for this question? Like, we can you, you can tell me that the global setting is what you're looking for. But after mm. I thought about the why, maybe there's a better solution out there. And of course, in this example, there's not. But mm. yes. And then I think Ed is bringing up a good point. Another that. good why is we should have just done this already. Mm. And funnily, we had loads of planning conversations in the team just now the other last two days and a big part of that conversation was why don't we spend time to just fix the leaking roof fix the things mm -hmm. that we've been working on or complete them um, to make sure that we get to the end result that we originally envisioned when we started with that mm -hmm. um, now it's actually I, I was going to go to Ahmed's point as well because I completely agree I mean it's, it's what everyone really does when they start a project know is to ask that question why i know i certainly do you know if someone comes to me with with requirements mm -hmm. you don't just say yes you say okay why do you need these things and quite often especially when you're recreating a, a, a report that people have used in excel previously the question is do you really need these metrics why are they there or is it just because that they've always been there and if it's because They've always had them, so you got to start questioning them. So you question, okay, we we are building a new process, we're getting a new ETL, we're you know we're doing lots of stuff with your data, we're, we're data warehousing it, all this type of stuff. Let's look at your requirements, not just because they've always existed, because we could be wasting a lot of our time, and also prevents you from looking at new things that never been have been looked at before. Mm -hmm. So well, exactly, why? Exactly what we what we do at the, on the product team. This is exactly yeah. the, so. You're almost a PM now, right? This is exactly what is what is happening here. In this little room, that's exactly what the process that we go through every day, every second. Mm. We go like, why and what, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, and of course, and it's also interesting to see the dynamic that um, all of us as technical people are just so excited about building new cool stuff that sometimes yeah. we 
build a complete new house while the house that we're currently are living in is leaking, right? Maybe we should not build the new house before we fix the old one, right? There's there's a balance to be found because if you don't build new houses, then competition will take over and you're out of the business at any sometime in the future. But there's a balance to be found. Yeah. And I see in engineering, I see loads and, and myself included, it's way more exciting to work on new things, right? Because also <laughs> the, the beginning of the conversation, like there's new things that I know about that you don't know about, right? That's mm. exciting. I can think about that. I have a big impact here. Mm. Yes, but there's also loads of things that mm. we haven't properly finished. Download PBX, still mm. in preview. Why? We haven't finished the work. Calculation group, no support for editing in desktop. Why? Simply, we haven't mm. finished the work. Shape map, still in preview. Why? We haven't finished the work. I was gonna. I was, I was gonna ask about. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Yeah, I can the run out of hands easily. Yeah, I always assumed that the shape map. I'm just gonna go on, go on about the shape map now. I always assumed that the shape map was still in preview because, in order to get precisely sometimes what you need out of it, it's difficult to get the actual map itself. So unless you literally have the entire world mapped in a um, it's JSON, no. A JSON mm -hmm. file, then yeah. it, it it involves a lot, of, a lot of manual searching. So I assume that somewhat Microsoft was just creating the entire world to, uh, topography somehow in one of these maps. Like if you use that, I don't know. Um, maybe you I love, are. Maybe, you are it, maybe I I would never even dare dare ask you for uh, for an answer there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> world domination? No, just joking. Yeah. We we might right, and and when we do, we might be able to finish this one. But that's just, yeah. you know, it's just an example of what I just said, right? It's like, mm. it's way more exciting to work on newer, sexy stuff. But the balance in when you are in product management is always like, do I really need the new sexy stuff or should I really be focusing at least part of my attention mm. on, on making sure the house is not leaking anymore? And I think sometimes it is easy to get into the new sexy stuff too soon. And either just True. demolish the house like Google is doing, they just cut things automatically, like it's gone. Mm. why it was great no no no. we have a better thing well mm. you think it's better or at least make sure that the house is livable right and sometimes the house is not livable yet like calculation groups it's not livable why would we not finish that yeah true what's like calculation groups in in desktop editing in desktop right uh, okay you have to install Tabular Editor or some other tool to work with them, which is mm -hmm. a great tool. I'm not saying it's a bad tool, by the way. It's awesome. Yeah, of course. But, but it's so powerful. The, mm. the calculation groups are so powerful. Why wouldn't mm. we just take the extra effort of exposing editing of that in desktop mm. and make more people happy and more people using it? It's actually, it's actually in the plan to do that. I didn't realize that. I thought it was just not going to happen. It's on the list, of course, of 80 plus it's on the list. So yeah. I didn't know. So, so yeah, this new, new see, you revealed something that I didn't know. Obviously, it wasn't a secret, but there you go. I didn't know. Look at that. Obviously, you see a calculation group. Who, who pops up? Bernard. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. See, the calculation group. I, I, I would learn about that from Bernard's blog, to be honest. <laughs> OK. Well, you know, you know we'll learn something. <laughs> but, I mean, you can, you can, you can take any, any feature that feels half finished in Power BI. Hmm. You can bet your dollar on it that it's on any anybody's one of the PM's lists of things to do. We're keeping track of all of that. I just own the modeling and DAX space. Calculation groups is part of that, so that's why it's on my list. Hmm. The interesting thing I've—it's just now I'm just getting the things that I've always wondered about, and I think it's unusual. I could be wrong about this, but I think I'm not. That because I put all my measures in a table, right? Or I did before, whatever. I've always thought to me that doesn't just like you have to create the table and then create the measure and then remove the column to create a measure table. End the data. Empty table, right? And hmm? just add a measure there. Yeah, exactly. So I normally I'll I'll create a like you know end the data, which creates a, a query essentially a query, an empty table is what it is. And then right. I add my measure, and then I delete the column, the column that doesn't exist, and then you got a measure table. But is you could have done new calculated table two curly brackets, enter, and you have a new empty table. Yeah, could have done that. Actually, never thought about that. Yes, OK, good, there you go. <laughs> That's called calculated tables. It's in one of those books that I showed you just before the live stream. Ah, calculated. I see what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I create like an actual static table. 
Yeah. No, calculate tables. I just know that, but it's never never used them. To be honest. Oh, I try not to. I try not to use them. I should say. But yeah, I mean, of course, if this workaround, of this way of doing it works for you, I'm not saying it's a workaround. If this works for you, fine, do it. I'm just. I'm, I'm happy to. I'm happy to to often admit that I do things a strange or incorrect way. It's okay. I'm. I'm, I'm not going to sit here. And I'm not going to sit here and try to hide my ignorance, mate. Come on. It's. A, it would be. I, w- I would be a talk if I try to do that. Right. You know. One second. I just have it. There's a, a big comment from Jeff. I'm going to put up. So I'm going to read it. It would be great to create collaboration in Power BI, but as PM, there are lots of things you can't do that would likely give a better. Okay. That's a try to get in risk. Reverse, reverse, reverse. I mean, this I is of course the, uh, the the question that will always pose us, right? If we do calc groups, what what else don't we do, yeah. right? So there's like this this trade off all the time. There's uh, differently from what people might think. Microsoft doesn't have infinite resources in terms of engineers, right? Mm. Um, we don't. We simply don't. We have a mm. finite amount of time every month to work mm. on. So if I pile in calc groups, I have to take something out. So yeah. it's like killing your children, right? Which one? <laughs> It's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, because, oh, I love it. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want Cal Groups editing in Power BI. Yes, I do. Yeah. But as Jeff pointed out and others, there is a workaround. So how important really is it? Right? Yeah. Maybe there's not. Yeah, Maybe. I, I would. Yeah, both. Yeah, I, I would. I would. For me, I would have thought now that because they exist in Tabular Editor and because it can be done so easily and people use it, I actually would have thought that Microsoft would have just said, "Okay, but then." So we won't, because it's it works there and it works really well, and you can do it for free right in Tablet Editor. But yeah, I suppose it's Let, let's let's not forget that there is many IT companies out, or companies out there with an IT department that will just happily say, "Nope, you can't install Tablet Editor because it's not Microsoft sanctioned." And that is so- a very good point. I think someone mentioned that before. I think we're facing Jeff in his comment, but I, I do always forget yeah. that because we're quite liberal in my company with that. It's quite okay. There's so um, many out there that just simply can't and. Mm-hmm. Opening tabular or opening cal groups for them to mm. something that they could be used could also mm. l- uh, allow them to be more deeply invested into our product, right? Yeah, so there's absolutely. also this angle that us exposing editing of cal groups for those kind of people would also tie them deeper into Power BI and make it less, uh, you know, less easy for them to leave. Yeah. So it's, this co- that's also the other angle. This conversation has now given me flashbacks to the time where I worked for a company and our Power BI updates were always six months behind mm-hmm. because they had to get like approved. It was a really huge company. It had to get approved by like three different ITs, centralized and then down the chain. It's and I was, just sitting there, I was just sitting there like crying. All these people were talking about this cool stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I can, I can do this in six months time. Yep. Um, that yep. sucked so bad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen that so many times before. Um, and it's it's true, but that means that also as a product team, you have to think about those people as well, right? You cannot just keep building new stuff and new stuff and new stuff that they will get in like six months, right? Mm. You can't just leave something half-baked and call it a day yeah. and go to the next six six things, right? That's not the way this works. Absolutely, yeah. Because it never gets done, essentially. I mean, my experience, if something say, okay, it's kind of half done, it's okay, we'll move on to the next and we'll come back to that later. When you say we'll come back to it later, that means it's never going to get touched ever no. again for all of the time. Exactly. Mm. That's that's also how this works, right? So I when I when I do my work, I write documents, I write specifications. I was complaining about one of those mm. uh, just earlier this week that I've written a 50-plus page specification. Whoa. And a part of that specification, I write milestones. So how are we going to deliver this? So when, where do we start, right? And it's not about when, but how, right? Where do we start? What's the first step? When are we going to release a private preview to our customers? What is then next? What is a public preview line? What is the moment we call a GA? But invariably, there's stuff in that spec that falls below the GA line. Mm. Now, you could think about that positively as saying, oh, that's future investment. We'll probably get to that. The reality is Mm. you never will. Anything that goes beyond that line, you probably Mm. never will unless somebody starts screaming. Yeah. And that's just, just that's just the way it works. And that's sad a little bit, but that's just the way it works. Because I think Bernard asked how many how large is the DAX modeling team, right? Depends mm. on what you what you you think is the DAX modeling team, but you're looking at DPM for it. That's me. Mm. Uh, there's no replacement. It's just me. Yeah. Um, and there's it, it varies from day to day because we move in squats around. But let's say you know, 
about eight max engineers that I can at one point claim as being the DAX modeling engineers. Okay. Um, but also the engineers and their managers have their own opinion, right? They want to move, they want to work on the cool stuff, not on the <laughs> on the boring stuff. So I can I can try to get like 10 engineers to do Cal groups and Power BI. I mm. can. I won't get them ever because <laughs> nobody wants to work on that. Everybody wants to work on this new sexy thing that we'll release in two years. Yeah. Maybe Bernard would help out, I'm sure. See, he's written eight. Make it nine. Go on, Bernard. Go and get, make yourself some on the DAX team at Microsoft. And you can just sit hey. there all you sit there all day and you can be waking calculation groups for, for you. Yes. There you you, go. Well, you could be thinking about how to add editing for calc groups in Power BI. Now we're focusing really on one thing, but that's, yeah. you know, it's really hard to tell you exactly how many engineers we have because it's changing all the time. Every product goes from a ramp, from like little engineering involvement to like mm. huge, and then mm. we off, off ramp, right? So for example, the composite models over Power BI datasets and Azure Analytics mm. services, right? Has been going since December, 2020, mm. right? Um, has seen loads of engineering involvement. I think at the peak, it was maybe six engineers working on it. Mm. Now there's only two working on it. Why? Okay. Because we're getting closer to completion. So it goes in like a little, you know. Yeah. So that's just the way it works. Interesting. So it's really hard to put a number on how many people work on modeling because it's, it's changing all the time. So people want to learn new things. Engineers want to explore new areas of the product. Exactly. Yeah. Got to keep people interested in their job. If it's too yeah. focused, they kind of get maybe bored. And then when you're bored, you kind of you can't, you can't work so efficiently and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's me anyway. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what, what happens here as well. Yeah. Right. And that's exactly why people want to work on the, on the sexy things. That's why it's cool to write a 50 page spec, although it's kind of boring at some point, but thinking about that, pretty cool um yeah. so yeah the implication there that they're all you have eight <laughs> that are like 40. it's it's not exactly a 10 times engineer but it's it's maybe like i don't know roughly a, it's I less know where this notion comes from i mean honestly i don't know because we're just human we all we all have to relieve ourselves right we're yeah. not gods this is true this is true we all have life there are some data gods out there, but not literal yeah. gods, unfortunately. What yeah, are you going to do? It's like, it, it, I mean, yes, you have smart people. Hmm. On average, maybe the people at Microsoft are a bit smarter than the average, you know, company hmm. that builds software. Maybe. Hmm. I'm not even <laughs> sure it's true. Okay, Alex, Alex, excluded. <laughs> Alex is, of course, a god. Of no, course, we'd never, we'd never question that. People think that we can we can change the world with like eight people. That's not the way this works. Yeah, right? it's expectation. People, it's people just see. Of course, there are some companies that are on a pedestal. Yeah, and I think it's it's reasonable that people put a company like Microsoft on that, especially when it's a tool that you use every day and you whatever. But so, but it's also good to kind of you know look behind that illusion and see the truth. Maybe that's maybe that's what this chat is behind the the illusion of, of Microsoft. Yeah, well, Very mean, good workers, I'm sure, but human workers, as you say. Right. It's it's like, in the end, we're all humans and we're all working here and doing, trying to do our best, but we cannot, yeah. we cannot change the world right away overnight, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and, and our product is being built by humans. And I think Power BI is one of the examples that is very personal, very transparent and very human mm -hmm. in the products of Microsoft. I mean, how many, how many engineers do you know on OneNote? Right. Just to give you an example of another very cool product, but you probably don't know anything about how it's being built. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I just, you know, people write things and just as Jeff was writing this comment, I'm sorry to pull it up again there, Jeff. I was literally thinking to myself, I'm, I, I was starting to sing this song in my head as you wrote that comment. It was like, yeah. We yeah. humans, or are we dancer? Yeah, it, it, it's right there. Also, hello, Power BI. Yeah, but we, we, we try, we try, of course, and everybody tries. Uh, are we human or are we taxes? Uh, um, now we're getting started in the puns, but we'll, we'll get, we'll go to puns, and then we'll, we'll get back to our rhyming soon. There we go. No, no, let's not go back to the rhyming. I think that no, I'll never do that again. That was an accident, by the way. I didn't actually ask you to be on the on the third on purpose. I was just writing it, and because I love terrible puns, like classic dad joke style situation, I was like, one second. It, it was yeah. good. It was good. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed it for as long as it lasted. Yeah, but yeah, 
that's really, it, it, it should it should remain in the tweet and not really go out further than that. It's it, it's a very good point. <laughs> I don't think it has. Um, oh yeah. man. Um, sorry, just come back to so, like you said at the first the very start of when we were talking just about yourself and being at the job a couple of years. You mentioned that you started during the pandemic, which is yeah. interesting to me because I started at my company a year before the, the pandemic, so I had a good year at my desk meeting people and stuff and. Uh, but our team's grown out a lot during um, that time. And it's strange. I mean, I I'm, have a really good relationship, especially with like, you know, with one particular person on my team who's um, also a data analyst who, who started during the pandemic. So we talk every day and we chat. Um, but just today, another guy from my team came around to my house very briefly because he needed to pick up the keys to an apartment. Long story, doesn't matter. But it was a strange thing to see that person there. Just for that two minutes, you kind of forget the difference between a normal conversation to sit to just see someone without a screen. Um, how, how is it like, uh, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel, I mean, I'm sure you feel at home and happy with the team and stuff, but is, what is, I'm just curious as to how you feel about that because I've never been in that situation. I mean, it's part of the role of a PM is also to build a good relationship with engineers, hmm. right? As I alluded to earlier, those engineers are not like, some people think that engineers are just robots that you can just throw something to and they will just do it, right? They're, yeah. No, that's not the way this works. They have an opinion yeah. and they want to work on cool stuff. So mm. what happens if you don't have a good relationship with engineers that you need to work with, mm. they would rather work on the other PM's idea because they have a better mm. relationship with him or her, right? Than with you because they don't know you yet. And mm. that definitely in the beginning of, of, of just joining this team, that was really hard for me because mm. I... Of course, I'm not the only one, but part of my work is convincing engineers to work on my project, right? So I can I can want to build something very cool, like I don't know. Let's let's take the cow groups example, right? I want to build that. Mm -hmm. If I want to, I need to get engineers for it. So that doing that remotely while you just see this part of a person, well, that's really hard. That's mm -hmm. really hard and really weird. Mm. So you have to try to build a relationship with those people very fast. But over this medium, it's really hard to do that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, dark mode, for example, is another one, right? I would love to get dark mode. I would never use it personally because I hate dark mode. But, hey, I would like to get dark mode on desktop. Is mm. it cool enough to work on? Loads of engineers think so. But engineers do love dark mode, yeah. So. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you convince people to do that? Doing mm. that over... Um, over video conferencing this way, it's just not mm. not easy at all. So we tried, um, you know, there's things you can do with social hours and little mm. games to get to know each other. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Really depends mm. on the people that that are involved. One of the things that I loved actually during the pandemics, we had we had a system. We called it Power BI Coffee, Power Coffee, something like that, where okay. you could basically sign up internally, mm -hmm. leave your email address, and then randomly. You would be linked every week to somebody else and get a calendar invite to that's quite a cool idea yeah. and that was pretty awesome because you get to meet loads of people like that and you get just get together like a one-on-one -on -one talk to to learn a little bit more about the mm. person right i think that definitely helps but it's it's just it has been crazy mm. and i actually joined the team because will was hiring and i moved to the same town where will lived i didn't realize that um <laughs> so <laughs> The way this works is that here, over here near Seattle, you of course have a mailing list for Microsoft employees interested in topic X, right? Mm. Think about a topic, there's a mailing list for it. So there's a, mm. a mailing list for people living in the town that I live in. And I joined I joined that mailing list because, hey, you know, you never know if there's something interesting on it. And a day later, mm. Bill emails something to that mailing list. I'm like, you live here? <laughs> That's oh. cool. <laughs> so That's I nice. him, and he didn't know I lived here. So yeah. Cool. And the next thing about the next thing that happened yeah. was he said, hey, I'm hiring. That's not exactly how it happened. But yeah, <laughs> that's at least the story that I tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, though. That's quite cool. Um, do you just round a question out the blue? Do you do you like football, soccer at all? Of course. Of course you do. I mean, not football, but soccer. <laughs> yeah, soccer. Like, yeah. <laughs> not the American um, football. I used to, um, I, I, I enjoy watching um, amateur football and stuff, and I have like, a, oh, not so much anymore, um, but I had like a social media account and was connected with like different amateurish 
or lower level football clubs. And there's a decent one actually, I think around about, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name of the town, Snohomish or something. Mm-hmm. Snohomish, yeah. Yeah, they've got a decent football club. I would, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you, you, could, you could go and check them out as well. Just, just, just an idea, because I've, I've always been interested because it, it's one of, uh, I think, five amateur or lower level clubs that, that, that I know in the US. And I was like, where is that? And I Googled it. I was like, right there. Okay, now, now I get it. That's actually very close. Yeah. I've is never it, is known it, there was a soccer club there. So there you go. Cool. Is, it, is it called Snohomish? Is that correct? Or is that correct? Yeah, correct I think thing? so. I, I'm also not a native, so I have no idea. But I think it's Snohomish. Okay, fantastic. Because there it's an, originally a Native American name, right? So loads of names in this area, including Seattle, hmm. come from like Native American references. Ah, okay. So how much I assumed it's Seattle, I didn't, I didn't realize actually well, that makes sense. Yeah, well, they have I a... think it originally was Seattle, so with an extra U in there. Ah, there's so much about so many like things. That. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Well, Snohomish Football Club, they've got a very nice trico, and they have fish on their trico, or something weird like that. But um, there you go. Very course, random comment. This I area really is known for all the fish, right? It, it was, I, yeah. <laughs> I just learned the, big, the biggest octopus in the world lives in the Puget Sound, which is, again, Puget is also one of those words. The Puget Sound is like the, 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 the waterway that on which yeah. Seattle is, right? Um, the biggest octopus in the world lives there, apparently. Really? Yeah, the, the wow. biggest octopus species in the world is originally from that area. Wow. So never loads of fish around here. I would have parts. said something like Australia if I was going to think of where big in really warm waters or something. I'm not sure. Uh, by the way, I'm not a marine biologist by any means. No. No, it's all good. I did. I wasn't going to wasn't going to go deep and deep into this. Then now, tell me about the genus or whatever other other biology type sounding words. No, it's all good. No, no. okay. <laughs> I think so, yeah. that that was it for the for the fish part of the conversation. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh mm. man! So what um what actually took you originally to the US? If I may ask, because I thought you'd actually moved there for your job at Microsoft, but you said you were yeah, there. Yeah, I did. Well, I, I worked at Microsoft before. Oh right, but, of course. So you said that at the very start, of course, idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, what happened to me is, uh, you know, what happens if you work in the field, you're the field that means basically anything outside of Microsoft engineering. Mm. Um, I'm oversimplifying things, but it basically means I was in the field. I was working in the own, so that we're, you know, we only sell and support stuff there. Um, what happens is you get exposure to the people working on the product, but mm. you're just one of the voices of many, right? There's like 80,000 of us in the field and we all just shout and your opinion is probably somewhere disappearing in somebody's drawer somewhere <laughs> never to look up again. Yeah. And I was getting, being Dutch, I was pretty outspoken. I was pretty opinionated. Um, and some point, somebody who was actually also, is also a Dutchman, he, he, took, he said to me, you know what, if you know exactly what, what is going on, um, why don't you just come here and do it? Why don't you just help me? The, make those decisions if you are so opinionated about them, right? So he basically told me, maybe you should think about doing this exactly and moving here and and taking on the challenge, right? If you if you think you know what you're doing, then come here and do it, prove it. That's, so that's cool. how I ended up here. And it's also just a big roller coaster that the fact that you can just do this, right? Yeah. The fact that, I mean, I lived in the Netherlands. I was happy with my little backyard in some suburb. Uh, which was mostly concrete. There's a couple meters, square meters, right? And now when I look this way behind you on the screen, I see mountains. I see a forest, part of which is mine, in which I built my own trail during the summer. Wow, that's so cool. I mean, I have not one place to sit in in summer. I have got four seats. I mean, it's like Hmm. just the whole, the fact that I'm here. Mountains, mountains, the Dutch guy, mountains. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're making me jealous, man, for sure. And the fact that I can do that and and I get that opportunity and work on cool stuff that impacts millions. Yeah, it's amazing. Why not? Why would I then not do this? No, absolutely. No, that's um, that's awesome. I I moved uh, to to Berlin in 2006 from some Northeast England. And uh, I'm from a coastal town, but obviously coastal is Northeast England, so it's cold coast, which is obviously, you know, not obviously, but it actually is my favorite sort of coast. I mean, I don't like the heat, so I like to like go where it's cold and I take long walks in the cold. Um, but Berlin, being a, it's a great city, but around Berlin, 
you don't really have anything in the way of anything particularly pretty. Um, mm -hmm. There are no, there's no coast. There are no mountains. It's very well, you know, it's Northern Europe. So it's, there's, yeah. no, there's, there's no mountains. It's, and um, I really miss, I mean, in England, we don't have big, we have mountains, but we have like big hills. Even that's something, right. you know, and yeah. we're actually, we're, we're planning a holiday in, 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 in a couple of months to go to the South of France. And there you have mountains and coast. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Mountains and coast. Yeah, it's a great combo, right? Yeah. No, I mean, probably the hills that you were experienced when you were younger in England, I would probably still call them mountains because yeah, yeah. to me, anything that goes a little bit like this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we, I had a, a holiday of, but probably a long time ago, me and my wife, we, we hired a, well, we actually, we owned a very, very small converted camper van and we drove from Berlin up along the North coast. And we went, we actually went, um, to, uh, to Netherlands. We went to, and, and I was thinking, I didn't actually realize it could get more flat, but it got continually more and more flat. I was like, what? this is incredible. You, when you're halfway through the country, when you go east to west, Mm. Half, about halfway you go under sea level right so about 40 percent is under sea level all right because of all the, the dikes and stuff yeah true crazy so, we went to a, yeah. a, ta a small town called horn h-o-o-r-n yep. very pretty mm -hmm. it was nice oh, there. yeah it's nice i would never live there but yeah no 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 it's tiny <laughs> like... no, no, I, I i i know it's it's nice uh i don't i don't necessarily miss the netherlands in such a way but it's just uh the mm. nature i mean it's just a big roller coaster to to pack your stuff to yeah. move to another country. You learn so much about yourself, about your family, about yeah. your friends. You you learn a lot about yourself and your 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 partner as well. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I can just do that, I have the opportunity to live in this part of the world or any part of the world that's not where I grew up and then combine that with an exciting job. I mean, I'm just blessed that I'm able to do that. I, I know there's loads of people out there that aren't as blessed as I am. And I'm just grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and we'll see how long it lasts. And, you know, if my time is up, because maybe I start missing having no mountains. Maybe I start missing the Dutch coast. Who knows? Yeah. I don't think so. But maybe I will. Then, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And then we'll move back. And then we'll see what, what I'll do. I'll just disappear from uh, from the stage again, like I appeared on the stage two years ago. <laughs> in the power you're going to do the whole Kaiser Sose thing like that. <laughs> He's gone, right? Like, oof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, nothing is forever but that's very philosophical it is it's quite deep but it's you know you're talking about you know people not being guards and 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 daters are, are engine are, are people as well data engineers are people as well so you you're clearly quite a deep person mate so it makes sense <laughs> i'm just having fun no no it's it's oh man <laughs> anyway love it Love it. I was just going to say, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end. I was reading your your blog before, by the way. I had your your, your blog open, uh -oh. and like uh -oh. the f say again. Uh oh, I've been, no, I've been very active there, but no, I mean, about as active as anyone who moved for the full time job, right? It's tough. Um, the first thing, <laughs> the first was like the um, why is the 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 uppercase lowercase of my text change in Power BI? Why? And I was less looking. I was like. Did it? I've never encountered this before. I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I've I've never ever seen this happen. So, really cool. So you I know, just want to I just wanted to mention that because I'd never encountered this completely. So what what happened in that in that that case is that actually there was a customer who complained about this, and I got the fun job of understanding why, and then working with the engineer to making it better. Hmm. And then I wrote, you know, I basically thought nobody's ever really wrote down why this is happening. So first I wrote a blog. And then the second thing I thought is why not just include it in the official documentation? So if you now go to the documentation, you also see that exactly the same text uh, from the uh, blog is in this official doc. I just, very cool. You know, I, I wrote the WordPress hmm. on the, on my blog. Then I copy pasted that. I, I went to GitHub <laughs> and I copy pasted that text. I made some small changes, but of course. in general, yeah. exactly the same example, exactly the same images is there. Nice. Um, and that's how easy you just update the docs. But I, I like doing that because I was like, mm. you know, people never um, thought about this. Mm. Probably never considered doing that um, and, and why this is happening. And, and if that way, if that way I can relieve our support system mm. 
so people can find a reason why so they don't have to go to reach out to support and they know how to fix it for sure that's an extra plus right yeah it's an amazing experience when you 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 notice some behavior and you want to have a look and then you immediately go to documentation and it's explained right there precisely why it's such a time saver and it makes you realize that you don't have to waste your own time trying to fix it it's just the I had experiences like yesterday with um, Deneb actually. I I was I was looking at cross filtering and I switched on the cross filter. I have to switch on within the visualization, and it immediately changed the behavior. I was working with the color um, color filtering mm -hmm. and, and, and transparency fading, and I was like, "What what am I doing wrong?" And just and I clicked on the link and I said, and it went straight exactly to the point. Of course, the link to the point and explained precisely why it was. And I said, like, "Oh, that's fantastic." Yeah. Just saves me yeah. so much time. I don't know. Because of course, when it, with Deneb, I'm still very much learning. And um, I would, of course, the first thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to doubt is, is me, right? I'm doing it wrong. I've got to, I've got to change some of my, my, my code. It's a, it's, it's a very nice thing. Documentation. No one wants to do it, but it's very important. It's, it's, it's usually important. And I think good yeah. quality documentation is writing good quality documentation is a, is a, is a skill, right? It is, um, for sure. Yeah. And people like, uh, I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but uh, Maggie Sparkman. Um, she's she's one of the documentation goddesses, I think, at Microsoft. And I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, she is working on the Power BI docs. And there's more, but not all of them are on Twitter. Um, but they can turn a piece of text that was horribly written by a half-baked engineer like me and turn it <laughs> into something that actually makes sense to everybody else. Yeah. That's just an amazing skill. I can write down the factual technical things. And of course, I'm supported by engineers to mm. help me you know, really understand that. But then transferring that to something that's easily consumable, easily understandable, if you're just blindly dropped into this topic, mm. that's an actual real skill that I don't really possess. So that's where I, I lean on, on Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they make just they take that technical input mm. and they convert it into something that really everybody can understand. Yeah, um, which is so a, yeah. For, uh, for me that 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 skill is huge because often when you you're reading some some you can always see it written by someone and you have to try and understand that person's logic as well. But if you can write something that is easy for many people to understand, or explains it in a really clear way, that is no, it's it's an awesome thing to have. And yes, yeah, Mike is that on Twitter. So. Yes, exactly. I do follow. Give her a follow. She's awesome. Awesome. Sure. I mean, she's, she's great. And, and uh, the whole team is great. Hmm. But, you know, and I think that that also goes, it's very important for us to realize as product owners is that your product can be great, but if your documentation sucks, it's still a bad product. And as part yeah. of being developing cool stuff, it's easy to forget about the documentation part. I mean, mm -hmm. every day, just yesterday as well, I won't go into details, but yesterday, literally, we said, like, have we ever written this down? No, we've never written this down. Hmm. That's crazy because people would want to know that this is happening. Yeah, hmm. maybe we should. Okay, let's talk to the docs team and make it happen. But hmm. it's like very basic things like how does Power BI even work? Have you ever considered how Power BI works? When What does it do when you launch Power BI Desktop? Why does it create an analysis services process? Why does it hmm. need that? Hmm. In what order, how does those two communicate? Yeah. You've never written it down. Interesting. Really interesting. Um, I, I just one thing I'd like to, to bring up that I have I know we're over time. Do you have a few more minutes or yeah, sure. Okay. Someone mentioned I forgot is who else is using hybrid tables twenty four seven? I'm not, unfortunately. I'm not I haven't looked at them. They I don't have access to hybrid tables, I believe. Premium product, no? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't Do you have access to premium? What's this? I should, I should, I should, I need to get myself some PBU. <laughs> well, that's uh, exactly the problem. I, I'm half joking, but this is also a good example. Like me saying to you, like, don't you have access to premium? It's also, it's very easy for me and for us on the product team to forget that not everybody has access to premium. Not everybody has access mm -hmm. to Azure Unlimited or whatever, right? Nobody, you know, it's for that. For me, that's a given. I can just take it and, and consume it. It's very easy to forget. That's also yeah. why, for example, with goals, I'm not the owner of Power BI goals, but we changed our strategy there, right? Originally, it was premium only. Now it's yeah. available pro as well, as far as I know, right? Originally, the plan was to have a premium only. Hmm. But then we just forget how many people actually have premium, how many people are still on pro. Hmm. So, and for example, with the composite models over, over data sets and Azure Analytics services, we made the conscious choice 
um, to have it enabled on both because I didn't want it to be just premium. Because if we do it on just premium, we lose so many customers. We lose mm. so many exposure and so much value gets robbed from people that are on pro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, anyway, I, gotta... I don't use um, hybrid tables 24-7, by the way. But... <laughs> I am. Uh, I was speaking when I was speaking to Alex um, Dupler before Christmas. He mentioned something that I'd never considered, and I felt like such a fool for having never considered it. I was talking about the cost of premium, and he was like, "Just you could get everyone on PPU if you if your company is at a certain size that premium is too expensive." Like, you know, um, yeah. If if you put everyone on PPU, it essentially only essentially doubles the price, right? Yeah. And I was like, that is a good, good idea. I never thought about that. So that's one of my goals, <laughs> to get everyone on PPU because it would be great. Or at least, you know, a significant number. People who you could definitely say these people would benefit from having this tool. It's so how many people is that in the company? How many can you write it down for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the checks in the post, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey. Oh, checks, I love it. Checks, another thing that is completely moving back in time right i mean i remember my my parents using checks right that's what i remember ah. when i when i came to the point that i owned money yeah. checks were a goner over in europe then you move yeah. here and suddenly i own a freaking checkbook <laughs> still i haven't seen the checkbook and you do you actually do you are you serious you own a checkbook I oh wow, that's mad! And I don't I have no clue how they, how they work. So every time I had to fill one out, I had to ask the person that I needed to fill it out for to that's say, hilarious. "What what do I do again?" Like, oh, I write <laughs> the number here, and then. <laughs> oh, I remember my my first bank account when I was a kid had like had a checkbook, and you had like they had the stub part, and you had to like fill out that one part so you could remember what you spent that particular check on or something. I mean, I think that the, the, the banking system in Germany drives me crazy because it's, you know, not particularly well digitalized and there's still loads of uh, paperwork and stuff and but checks. And, on, and there are so many shops and also in Berlin, um, or in Germany, I should say, but Berlin's my experience, where you can't pay with card. Like you can go into a restaurant and it's just not possible to actually pay for a, a meal that might cost whatever, like 80, yeah. 80 euros. You can't use card. You've got to use cash. Like, oh, I'm cash only. It's like, you're crazy or what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, 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 that's of course, I mean, you pay for everything here with card, right? I don't have any cash. Never. I just use Yeah. I, I, I'm jealous things. of that. I got to say. Uh, but yeah, the checks are really like. What the heck? How does this yeah, even work? It's crazy. <laughs> it's like floppy floppy disks. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm putting this up because it's look. She's right. It's like floppy disk. But I also I really love the typo to flippy disks. <laughs> well, it should be clippy disks. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we just invent clippy disks? Oh, clippy disks. Love it. Fantastic. It's oh, amazing, but it still happens a lot. Um, but yeah, how did we get to this topic? I, I can't know. remember anymore. I just sometimes I go off my random tangents and we're like, oh, now we're talking about fish. Now we're talking about checkbooks. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> that's okay. That's totally fine. I mean, it's it's just one of those things that I really enjoy about the opportunity to, you know, to live in a different country. You learn so of much course. about how things work differently, right? There's things yeah. that I took for granted over the Netherlands that worked mm. fine. Yeah. Like I can easily transfer you money and it's there in seconds. Right. And now things work differently here. I have mm. a checkbook and I cannot easily transfer you money. Even if I know your bank account number, I can't. I will have to go mm. through a third party to make it happen. And oh, really? probably take a couple of days, for example. But there's other things that are way better over here. Of, of course. course, now I'm struggling to come up with a great example. <laughs> You'll think of one, I'm sure. <laughs> then, then in the Netherlands, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. I, the the, the strange, the str I mean, this is a, a, a negative thing about Germany. And I, there are, as you say, there are, I think you remember the negative ones more that you just do. Um, but the strangest one for me in Germany that I find really hard to get used to is that if you go to the doctor in the UK mm -hmm. and you, your appointment at the doctor is, say, like, whatever, five o'clock, mm -hmm. that means your appointment is at five o'clock. Mm -hmm. In Germany, if you go to the doctor at five o'clock, it's somewhere between five o'clock and whenever the doctor has time to see you. Like I would even expect Germany to be very functional. It's yeah, it's only the doctors. Everything else is, but it's really strange. Um, hmm. On one occasion, I remember, I remember that I was at where I had to go to a doctor for like a specialist, and the person said, "This doctor doesn't even take appointments. Go there. You take sure. a number from yeah, you take a number from the machine, like you do it like a like a whatever a deli or something. And they said, take a book.' 
I'm not joking. I waited for four and a half hours, man. <laughs> it was insane. It's not that's an extreme example. Um, but yeah. that's a yeah, whatever. I was about well, one thing I learned here in the US is that if you go to a doctor, there's loads of paper involved all the time. And every time you show up, there's a paper to sign, a form to fill in, even though they already have all of that information. I mean, yeah. every time I go to one doctor, like the same uh, doctor every time, they ask for my address and my name and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, my age and my date of birth. I'm like, dude, you have a system yeah. that already can tell you that. I can right? improve this system. Okay. I am. So what I, what I started doing, I show up 20 minutes early to the appointment because then I have time to fill in all the forms. And then I know by the time my appointment actually is that I'll be ready. And there's no excuse for me to have a delay. That's extreme efficiency. <laughs> I like that. That's, that freaking do, uh, 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 all that documentation that people in the US will have to collect from mm. you. It's just annoying. It's like completely, and I know why it's legal reasons and claims and stuff. I get it. Mm. But it's, like, how mm. many times do you have to have my name? You already have it 20 times. Why do you have to have it 21st time? Right? Like, <laughs> oh man, look, I, I, I've only brought this comment up by Chris because it's actually something that plays on my. It's strange to me as a person who's been to the US once in my entire life for one week on a holiday. It's strange to me that I know about Girl Scout cookies and also the names of some of them. I know that there are thin mints and I know there are things called dozy doughs. And because of watching stuff like The Office, the, the US yeah. version of The Office, yeah. um, and I know which, you know, the people like, people don't like these ones and people do like, how do I know this? It's just like information that just gets fed to me through like media. But isn't it because of the movies? Because that, oh, that yeah. for me was a real, when I first went to the US and especially when I started living here, um, I realized that the things you see in the movies is the way it actually is. It's not a movie <laughs> set. Like the yeah. streets look like that. Mm. Um, of course, there's movie sets, but... You know, the taxis look like that. It's not for the movies that everybody suddenly decided that all movies from Hollywood should have yellow taxis. No, 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 no. Mm. That's the way they actually look. Mm. And there's loads of things in movies that go like that, that you think, oh, this is just the way it's done in the movie. At least that's what I thought. Yeah. But no, that's the actual... So maybe the movies are so as interesting. close to living in the US yeah. without actually living in the US. Yeah, um, <laughs> love it. It's really interesting. It's, it's, I mean, the whole school bus thing, right? That's also yeah. completely weird to me. I mean, they still exist? Yeah, this morning. Wow. This morning I had um, uh, a mother drive her kid, and I kid you not, 50 meters, about 300 yards for people that use a weird weird system, <laughs> uh, 300 foot, by the way, um, 50 meters to the bus stop because it was raining. Mm. Um, I freaking biked oh, about 30 minutes to school every morning mm. unless it was completely snowing and it mm. was you know like slippery on the road but other than that yeah rain shine doesn't matter yeah. interesting people here in the us in my mind and this might be a bit offensive are pretty <laughs> lazy pretty lazy i'm saying nothing i can't comment i have no experience so i'll leave, I'll leave that comment all with you can some one second what second i just popped up and you sometimes i'm really bad at seeing comments but sometimes you just see them and catch your eye can someone please explain pickle in a pouch pickle in a pouch isn't that like a wrap pickle in like dough i think so isn't is that? it i think so I, I i still don't know what a corn dog is that's a strange that, thing that's 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 a hot dog in a corn bread type thing oh yeah and it's on a stick yeah, right yeah maybe you can have it on a stick. Why not? That's so interesting. You can put anything on a stick. I mean, that is true. That you can also true. fry pickles, right? That's another thing that I found here. Fried pickles, I have never, never heard about them. I mean, I suppose in, in Scotland, they have deep fried Mars bars and stuff. So hey, we you all... can deep fry anything. I had deep fried butter over here. Deep fried butter? Yeah, never doing that again, by the way. No, that sounds gross. Don't do that. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I and I miss loads of stuff that people find really weird that I used to eat, like herring, like raw fish. Yeah, okay, that's nice. a treat to me, right? Yeah. I miss that, right? And then when I get it, sometimes mm. they're they're available here in uh, mm. in supermarkets or a special supermarket. I get that, and people go like, "You're gonna eat that? Like really? Like like that? Mm. Yes, I am." Mm. But what also, pickle in a pouch is a single pickle in a bag that you can take with you. <laughs> well, because so, someone said 
looked at the pixel and was like, how can we make this pickle more mobile? Why? <laughs> what, what, if, what if it's all right? <laughs> Let's go back to the first the first part of a conversation. You know, you're looking at this. Why? Why would uh, you do this? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Oh man! But also the obsession with having coffee cups with you all the time. There's no, almost nobody that I see that is native from mm. US or was born here, mm. right? That walks without a coffee cup. I mean, I have perfectly good coffee at home. I can walk two minutes to my home and have a great cup of coffee. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. Coffee cup with me all the time. It's yeah. Like, it's almost like it's your li lifeline or your blood vessel. You have to yeah. keep it warm and beating, otherwise you die. Hmm. Yeah, that's bizarre. Anyway, coffee cups. So, uh, hey, how many it. of those things can we talk about? Ah, uh, there are so many, right? So let's just make it. Let's maybe it's like your list of eighty things that you want to you want to get through. Yeah, I mean, I never told you what the eighty things are. So for all know. you know, it could be drives with me in the US. You know, like, that's a good point. These actually. are things that are annoying that I yeah. want to fix. The, the but, no, 80 issues, and 80 like life issues in general, right? Oh, <laughs> man. I oh. mean, and calculation groups are life, right? Well, I mean, Bernard would definitely agree with that. For somebody like uh, like Bernard, it, it yeah. is life. Yeah. So, yeah. And and let's let, let's be fair to, to, to Jeff. Also, measured driven data labels are also a life. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. We'll end on that because it's been much more than the 45 minutes that I promised it would be. And I'm sure you're a very busy person. It's been extremely good fun. I enjoyed that chatting about Power BI and fish and all those other weird things that somehow came up. Um, thank <laughs> you for everyone who, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone who got in chat, uh, got involved in the chat, asking all the questions and answering questions, especially pickles and pockets and <laughs> that kind of strangeness. I, I learned something today. I've learned something as well. I always learn something. It's always something a bit weird as well. There's always one thing weird and pickles and pockets will, yeah, it, it, that, that, that's up there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank cool. you very much, everyone. Um, Jordan, thank you very much for joining everyone for the chat. See you next Thursday. Oh, next Thursday, it's um, Daniel from Deneb. So that, that, that would be good. Fun. We'll be speaking. It'll be Deneb heavy next week for sure. Um, awesome. Cool. Take care, everyone. It was good fun. And uh, see you all.